Crown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Topo Chico. Topollillo. Topollillo. R.I.P. to Cepillín. Welcome to another episode of the Emo Brown Podcast, the saddest Mexican. (laughs) 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 Bro, this is take two. Take two. Take two. Have you you told people? I haven't. The only people who know are my wife and I think, yeah, well, yeah, that's it. You. Um, Y los otros? Well, they, they, haven't, they haven't reached out. Okay. <laughs> so I might just have to have, we'll cross that bridge when, when we get to that. But those were yeah. good interviews. What are we talking about? Who are we talking to? I'm talking to Ed Rodriguez. You would know if I didn't lose the previous episode that recorded in the Treehouse, the Treehouse Chronicles. Straight fire. Bro, Straight we did like an episode. hour and a half shooting the shit, mental health, your comedic debut, the career, everything, your upbringing. We're going to do it. We're going to run the it glitz, back, bro. The glamour, todo. Lo vamos a hacer todo en nuestro, doggy. Primeramente, preséntate. ¿Quién eres? Uh, Ed Rodriguez, National City. Mm. Uh, grew up in National City. I, I wouldn't say I'm, I, I wouldn't call myself a native because I wasn't born there, but I was raised in National City. Um, I would say I have dual citizenship in LA. Um, went to San Diego State. Um, That's did, for life. I did about maybe six, six years, maybe doing stand up comedy. Damn. Um, touring. Um, I've toured everywhere. I want to get into that, you know. Bro. Yeah, I mean, I toured. I stopped doing it in 2014, but. Um, from, you know, I, I did, uh, I toured all the way. I'll, I've done all the improvs, um, Ontario, all the way up to San Jose, you know, all the big, um, all the big, uh, comedy clubs and even the small ones. I mean, you have to be willing to do all the little, little bar shows, like, you know, pinche, you know, three punks, you put a little stage up, you can oh, see shit. miedo. Like, you know what I mean? Like Fuck that kind it, of, let's do it. that kind <laughs> of thing, see miedo. That's, that's basically what it is. I remember I used to do shows, you y lo me decían like, Oh, like, why don't you do like your good shit? I was like, fool, I'm at a bar with like five people. Like, I'm going to try new shit, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, but that's one thing I did. And also, um, entrepreneur, I'd say, you know, I think, uh, one thing when I was doing stand up, I didn't really consider myself an entrepreneur. I was an artist, mm. you know, but I was like, I'm doing all my own accounting, yeah. doing all my own marketing, booking myself. One man gig, like, bro. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you have to look at yourself as a business, you know? And so that's kind of where I went. Like, you know what? I want to learn more about business at the time that I was doing that. I was like probably at the height of it, it was like 23, 24. Everybody I worked with was like 35. And I was like, fuck, I can go and like do something else and like learn and still come back and, and come like back see and where these it. guys are at. We're on the same place, you know? So I went and I um, started learning more about like digital marketing, yep. like really deep digging into like, you know, Facebook ads, um, Google, um, SEO, um, just WordPress, all these buzzwords that make your, make your resume sound good. Um, and I did get a little bit of imposter syndrome, you know? Who the fuck am I? I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. Common, common theme on know? the Saddest Mexican podcast. Yeah. Bro. We always talk about that shit, the yeah. imposter syndrome. Like, what am I doing? Am I doing it right? Should I be doing this? Am I? What, uh, yeah, who the fuck am I? I'm you get not lost a, in the weeds, bro. I'm not a CMO. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know what I mean? Who am I to, to, to start with a company? So I got, I started doing, I was doing a, my first, my first client for marketing was my cousin, his restaurant. And I started like doing his, his Instagram what restaurant, what restaurant. It was up in, um, uh, up in, he doesn't have it anymore. Sadly, COVID. Um, he, he actually opened one of the first ghost kitchens though. In oh, nice. Orange County. Another, another you new know. trend that's coming through yeah, right now. He just opened it. But yeah, before I was like doing his marketing, he's like, dude, people keep telling me, Oh, I saw this post. I saw that post. So they were coming in, you All know? Right. And I was like, okay, it's working. Chivato, but I told him, you're trying to sell me right now. I feel like I feel like you're, you're secondhand selling me right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I, was, I basically told him like this was like years ago. I to, basically told him, look, dude, I've learned a lot of shit, but I need to put it somewhere. Like you know, and it's just like anything. Yeah, like, let let me know. use you. Yeah, and so you know, I kind of applied it to what what he was like. I was like, hey, let me just kind of you know do it. And then he was like, dude, I gotta pay you. Like you know, you're bringing me a bunch of clients and shit like that. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever you can. I'm not trying to like tax you or anything, you know. Um, anyways, long story short from that, um, ended up getting together with some guys that were starting a company, um, doing digital marketing for the cannabis industry and other like vice industries and just in general businesses, um, been doing that for four years and then started this, uh, the weirdos only podcast. Weirdos only. And that's I, where I caught, I, you caught my eye. 
Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck, this looks like a legit premise. So that's like my professional career. I would say if we're going to talk about mental health kind of career was, you know, I lost my dad in 2014. Um, and basically I didn't. Uh, I, I, I was actually talking about it. Somebody yesterday on the podcast was like, I didn't want to become that guy that like if you mentioned my dad, I would be like, hey, shut the fuck up or like. Like, don't say that. Don't say his name. Like, don't talk about my, like, you know, just get, like, not deal with it. Do you like, feel you were going towards that? No, I just, I've seen it, you know? And I think that when you're, like, in, um, at least for me, because I was in, like, theater and I was in, like, I would read plays. And you go through a lot of emotions when you're, like, as an actor that you'd never go through because you're, like, learning about a character or something. You know what I mean? So, like, or you're, or you're trying to write out a story and you try to think about all these different emotions that you probably would never go through. Like, for example, I did a play where I played a guy who was in the closet. I'm not gay. Like, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's fine if it's who you are. Seinfeld reference. But. <laughs> no, but, yeah, there's, I mean, but I had to kind of, put myself in that place, you know? And even like, there's, there's actually a funny story for that too. Cause I did, uh, my dad was very, very macho, you know? And he came to see my play when I played that, oh, you know, no. I played in the closet, but it was very much in the closet, very much like, you know, like I was like a, oh, like an angry, you know what I mean? Like, like an after school special type of, and he didn't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He didn't even notice that I was gay. And then, like, my brother was like, you didn't notice he was gay? And then he was like, he was gay! Like, you know, I was like, why'd you tell him if you didn't notice? I told my brother. Oh, I was like, man. Yeah, I was like, why'd you tell him? But a funny story about that is one time I was downtown at La Sada. Shout out to La Sada. La Sada. La Sada's the homie, the homie Allen. Um, I was there. I was chilling in this, like, Cholo-looking dude. Like, you know, like, you know, just kind of like a, you know, dude. You could tell he was from, like, maybe, like, you know, South Bay. Uh -huh. so a little... Cholito vibes, you know? And he came up to me and said, like, hey, homie. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> who's, <laughs> who's your girl, dog? I was like, damn. And he's like, hey, homie. He's like, I know you. I was like, oh, shit. Hold on. <laughs> this is my first, uh, my first uh, famous moment. And he was like, he's like, my girl took me to this fucking stupid play. This fucking stupid yeah. play. He's like, my girl goes to San Diego State. She took me to this stupid fucking play. And she's like, and she's like, I was like, fuck, this is stupid. I didn't want to be there, dog. But you came out, you made that shit sick. And Whoa. I was like, that's a sick ass there compliment. I was like, you know and, and, it, and it comes from the streets. It comes yeah, from somebody like, yeah. you know, where we're <laughs> that's exactly awesome. <laughs> like some dudes like, hey, man, I thought that, sh you know, and I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm not trying to, um, I'm just going verbatim what he said. Did you, you know? sign an autograph? You know, I don't want to. No, I didn't sign ah, an autograph. Stay away. But I'm saying verbatim what he says. I thought that shit was gay. And then he was like, you know what I mean? I was like, I was like, wait, did he even notice that I was gay in the play? I was like, but he was like, you made it sick, dog. I was like, all right, man, thanks. Boom. You know yeah, what I mean? I box like, check. Somebody figured you know? it out. Nice. I was like, ah, all right, I'll put my arm down now. No, no, I pegar. So you were a thespian at state? Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, bro. How's yeah. that? How, how does one, how do you jump on stage and just kind of like, engulf a role that's that's something i always like wanted to mess with and get involved with but i just don't have the guts I feel like i feel like i'm gonna disappoint you as far as as far as engulfing a role because i i didn't like i didn't i didn't like becoming some somebody else as that much okay you know and that's why i gravitated more towards the stand-up because i was like i could be myself i didn't need to be anything that i wasn't mm -hmm. and i could adjust on the fly too you know what i mean and i think that that i can kind of circle that to um to mental health because like growing up, my dad was always sick. Um, and when you grow up in an environment like that, you have to like adjust to what's going on. So um, obviously that doesn't serve me now. And it's something that I go through in my journey to figure out how I can, how I can adjust that. But like, if I go into a room, it's, it's the adjusting to the room as opposed to like, I am who I am. You know what I mean? To where like, like say if I was a kid and like, I don't know, I was pissed off or something like, you know, oh, my toy broke or something. If my dad was sick and we needed to go to the hospital, none of that shit matters. Out the window. You know what I mean? So as a kid, you don't think of like, oh, well, you know, it's cool right now. And then later on we can figure it out. No, you're just like, I don't matter. He matters first. And, it, and it's not in a bad way, but it's like you just. You but I mean, it's a self-realization thing, too. I mean, well, you, you don't have the cognitive ability either to to put two and two together and to say, you know, or your parents like, hey, that doesn't matter right now. And you're just like, OK. I.E. I don't fucking matter, mm -hmm. you know, ergo, my feelings don't matter. This matters first. Others matter before me, you know, and then you grow up in that mold. Yeah. And, you know, and you have to kind of. You have to realize that obviously for me to have that realization, for me to know that obviously is I'm in a better, better place as opposed to like, you know, putting shit on people like, you know, how old were you when your father passed? 
Um, well, I'm 31 now is 2014. Oh, you know what? Go ahead. The anniversary is next week, thirty-first. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was 2014. So the so seven year anniversary. Now. So you're yeah, 24. Yeah. yeah. And you started your comedic I, career. I think I was like 20. Did your dad get an opportunity to, to peep your show? Uh, did you? He came one time when I did it in Spanish, uh-huh. and he also saw me in a play. Um, but he never saw like he. They never came out to like L.A. L.A. Anything, and watch you like, throw down. They never saw me do like uh, I've worked with guys like Russell Peters. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what my buddy used to work with. Uh, we used to bring on like I don't know if you know Jeff Garcia. A lot of guys. Wait, wait, been, wait. The quarterback? No, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Garcia is actually. Um, he's the voice of Sheen. On uh, Jimmy Neutron. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that show, bro. They used to say my hair was like Jimmy Neutron. Uh, one of my favorite fucking comedians that I worked with, and I can proudly say I did a, a few shows with them. It wasn't just like me and him, but like and, and, and when you do stand up, it's like he goes on, you go on. It's not like we're up there like, hey, buddy. Like, you know, it's just like, you know. But uh, it's like the music industry. Like you're on a bill with like, oh yeah, I was in the band and I played yeah, with that band. Yeah, but you're yeah. not backstage doing anything, hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> like I've done. We've done shows with uh, what's uh, with like like Dane Cook came, okay. came on our show. We used to do a Friday at the at the Hollywood Improv. Cheese and pickles. Bill Burr be like, hey, you guys want to come on or whatever? Hey, let me do a spot. All right, cool, jump on. You know. But the best fucking guy and then the guy that I always I always tell people stories about is Joey Diaz. Ooh, el Coco. Yeah, Joey Coco Diaz. Mm. This guy was like. We'd be chilling at the comedy club, like good in the morning, back, you in, the, in the back, of, like you know what I mean. We'd be chilling, and he, and everybody would be around him, just like listening to him. Like he would make comedians laugh just with fucking stories, and he'd he's be a ta- storyteller. He bro. would be talking about like the club owner or something. Oh, that motherfucker! Yeah. That motherfucker tried to tell me that I couldn't tell my fucking dirty jokes. I told him to suck a fucking dick, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And we're just laughing because, like, you know, none of that, like. um, Nobody, everybody there is like, nobody's PC, right? Like uh-huh. everybody's like, well, we're all comedians. You know what I mean? So it's just like an environment where like, like at the comedy store, you just walk in there and like, oh, I'm a comic. And then you're like, we, they used to have the roast battles on the, on Tuesdays at like one in the morning in the, it's called the belly room. It's like at the top uh-huh. of the, and you could go in there's shows. There's little shows there, but on a Tuesday at one in the morning, it was all comedians there. Like it was like two comedians just battling. Just going at it, bro. Yeah, like battling, talking shit or whatever. But like, it would be like- And like you would be in there as Sarah well. Sarah Silverman. I never did the actual okay. battle. But, but you were just hanging out. Yeah, That's chilling awesome, with all, it like, But like, since it was so like comedian based, it wasn't like, oh my God, like Sarah Silverman's here or uh, um, Jeff Ross is here, you know, Chris Rock. I think, I think uh, Bill Burr would be like a judge sometimes, but it would be like- Nobody would fuck with them because it's like, well, that's Bill Burr, like, and, you know, give him his respect kind of deal. And everybody would just be chilling because it's all comedians, you know, or también te crees más verga. Like, ah, I don't care. You know, Bill Burr, who cares? We're in the same club. Who, brought, who, who did you look up to when you were young and wanted to be in the comedic industry? Who was that one guy? To be honest? Yeah. The, the first one that I was like stand up kind of seeing that. Because then I saw George Lopez when I was okay. a little bit older. But before that, it was Adal Ramones. Oh shit! And and my buddy uh, Richard Villa, which I used to work with, I used to help him promote the shows and stuff. I did a lot of shows with him. Like I would kind of tour with him. Um, he was doing like the whole crossover. He was doing Spanish English stuff, and he started doing some shows with Adal Ramones and Luis de Alba. You know Luis de Alba, yeah, Chilo, Chilo, Chilo. Chilo. Yeah, 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 yeah. He started doing shows with him, but I just couldn't. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I couldn't hack it in Spanish, but I I didn't have the cadence, you know. And like, that's oh, bro, because you, know? like you listen. I grew up listening to like Polo Polo, you know, yeah. and and those those guys are untouchable. He was. I always thought he was like the the Mexican George Carlin, Al Chile. He just like come at you, stand up kind of guy. As I got older, I'm like, oh, you know what? He's more a one liner, so he's more like Ronnie Dangerfield. You yeah, know, it's a different. Style. It's a different game, bro. It's a different it's, game. But the stand up was starting to build, and now now you could see it that it has built within the past. I mean, this was, like I said, in 2014, and it was barely starting. We brought some guys from Mexico City. They were doing stuff over here. Um, I don't know. I haven't talked to my buddy Richard Villa in a while, but I know that he was working directly with Franco Scamilla. Um, so he was doing a bunch of shows. He was kind of helping him going, and then he he connected him with Fluffy. Okay. So Fluffy's another guy that I would, you know, a lot of the guys that I roll with, um, one of the guys, and I'm actually trying to get him on the podcast. I've ever seen. I've seen. I've seen. See if he listens to this, bro. <laughs> to your podcast. His name's Dylan Garcia. He's a cool dude. As un primo. Yeah, and he was a. Uh, he was like the youngest guy to get on a uh, on 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 Comedy Central. 
And like, you know, but and he's had, he's had his issues, you know, like, and I know that that's one reason why I want to reach out to him. Cause I know he like, he kind of going through the process. And I think that's the hardest part about not just the entertainment industry. I would think that that's one thing I kind of didn't want to continue in the entertainment industry is the scrutiny, you know? Well, I mean, one thing that goes hand in hand with comedy, bro, is like a tortured past. It, it almost seems like the, the, the funnier, the guy, the better, the, the, the performance, there's a lot of skeletons in the closet. There's just well, a lot yeah. going on. You know? por, por eso digo like, it's like the, like the one of the the scrutiny was like one like I'm on stage, oh, está muy gordo, está de, está that, whatever. And then what am I saying? And then further than that, it's like I was also looking for problems to write about. Yeah. Like the girl I was dating, I was looking for issues to like, oh, let me create some issues. Yeah, let me bring so it to the like, surface. Yeah, so I could, but creating a problem so I could be like, oh, this is this is gonna be funny yeah. on stage. And you then know the I mean? relationship ended. You know? <laughs> yeah. So like you know, it's like it's just not. It wasn't healthy. I was looking for more like um, negative shit. I guess is what I'm saying. Some of the best comedians, like if you sit down and listen to their autobiographies or just interviews or anything, they always say, man, you know what? The funniest guys are the ones that have the, the saddest stories to tell. Well, you know? yeah, but are you dealing with it? And that's where- I feel like that is their therapy though. I feel like, okay, like we were talking, we're going to get to your podcast. Yeah, yeah, only. Yeah. I feel like that is your therapy. I've seen enough of your videos and you know, at that it's like, oh, wow, he's using that as, as a medium, yeah. as a platform to kind of like definitely, dissect what's going on. Yeah, definitely as a therapy. I mean, it's like- I mean, you need a creative outlet no matter what. I yes, think sir. anybody needs a creative outlet. And I Whether feel like now, if you haven't realized that like a legit, a year into this, that you need some sort of creative outlet, anything, bro. Learning to play the accordion, going oh, out yeah. and learning to serve. Bro, I started doing origami. Make me a pigeon. <laughs> I made a little frog, a little, little turtle. But like, just, it just makes like, you know, something to like for your brain. And I think a lot of the times too, like for me, I like, I like cooking. Okay. You know, I cook for myself. I'll make, I mean, you know, if I'm dating somebody, I'll cook. And I'm like, hey, let me get down. No, al, al chile with todo. You know, and even like what I was going to say is even like brewing. Yeah. Like it's an art form. And a lot of people think, oh, I can't draw mm. or I can't act or I can't write. I don't, I'm not an artist. It's like, no, there's, there's, you know, it's, it's all has a, you know what I mean? Yeah, little, bro. There's an art form to what you're doing. What to we're like doing cooking, right you know? now is yeah. a therapy. When you're in the kitchen, it's a therapy. It's all an art form, man. Yeah. You can, and I always give this example to people. Look, making beer is four ingredients, you know, it's, it's water, it's, it's hops, it's, it's yeast, you know, it's, it's barley. It's like, you give those four ingredients to a hundred different brewers and you're going to have a hundred different styles of beer. Yeah. You know, so it's just the same thing. It's your creative outlet. Somebody was telling me, bro, you're one. I think your, your, your podcast is, is therapy. I like listening to you. Anytime I listen yeah, to yeah. your podcast, I feel like I'm right there in the room and you're talking with me. We're hanging out Simone. and not with me. I'm like, I use it as, as a, as an audio library that I keep for my kids. You know, I want my kids like when, when my day comes and, and I pass on, yeah. like my kids can just like go down and find an episode. Oh, this one sounds like a good one. Brr, brr, brr. Yeah. And they're like, oh shit, that was funny. Yeah, that dad, dad, dad knew how to like talk to people. I feel like they're going to know me more listening to the episodes than me and them just hanging out and talking, you know? Yeah. And, and I like that. That's my art. My art now is that I, I, I'm good at communication. Yeah. I can communicate with people. We can take a situation where you think it's going to be a dead end conversation, but we just keep reaching. We keep pulling out. We keep pulling out to all of a sudden you for, we forget that we're recording and we're on microphones and we just say some outlandish shit. Sometimes we're like, Oh shit. I forgot we were on, we were recording, yeah, I've, bro. I've had friends that are like, Oh, I, I can't believe I said that. I'm like, Oh, you're fine. Hey like, dude, edit that yeah, out. And I'm like, and, and I'm like, no man, we ain't taking <laughs> shit out. Oh, come on. I'm like, no, I'm not going to edit it out, yeah, bro. I can't it's believe there. I said that. Like, like, you're blah, fine. Blah. You're fine. You know what? And I had, um, I had, uh, my therapist, my old therapist, he's not, he's not my therapist anymore. Cause he moved, but I had him on and he was, he was so stiff at the beginning. He was like, well, you know, the brain and blah, blah, blah. And, and I was just kind of, and he even told me after, he's like, dude, you made me loosen up. I was like, yeah, you were so stiff. And like, it was like, I can't like, but in my head, I wasn't really like, oh, I got to get this guy to loosen up. It was more like, let's keep talking. Well, not just that, but also like people aren't going to get this because like, I get what he's saying. It's like you talking to another brewer. You guys can keep going, boom, mm -hmm. boom, boom, boom. But then you're like, wait, people who don't brew are yeah. not going to get this shit. You Sometimes know? I give the, the disclaimer, like, all right, we're, we're going deep yeah, cuts right now. Deep, so. I'm just going to let you guys know we're talking about some fucking inside baseball yeah. shit right here. And there's <laughs> some people that are going to be like, oh, shit, these who know their shit. And they're going to like, you know what I mean? And then another thing, basically just on me saying shit twice in a row, was that, 
even like his daughter was like, you know what? She was like, you were saying like some stuff. And then he would like, he would bring it back and then the cuss a little bit. <laughs> she was like, and he would make sense of it, you know? So how was because, his persona on your podcast differing from his persona when you were, when he was your therapist? Um, was I, it two different people? Or, or? I don't think it was two different people. I just think it was very, he, he was very much acting like he was doing a presentation. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, was, you, like yeah. it was a Ted talk and I'm like, dude, we're going to, we went three hours. We went three hours. I split it into two pieces. I was like, I'm going to split this in two pieces, but it was all good stuff. That's why I'm like, I'm not going to take anything out. He had me take some stuff out, but ah. more because of like, I'm going to get in trouble or whatever. I was like, all right, man. And he kept pushing on it. I was like, I'll take it out. I'll take it out. You know, how many episodes are you in with your podcast right now? Um, 25 episodes in. How do you like the process? You're from episode one to episode five, the process and the progression. Like, how do you feel that you've progressed? Have you grown as a podcaster? Um, I think, I, I think I definitely have, I have grown as a podcaster as far as like, you know, more of like what I want to do with it. And, and, and I think that, you know, like I said, props to you. And I, I told you on Instagram that like, I'm like, you know what? I need to like venture out as well and kind of, you know, get some more people on and take, take a little bit more risk. I have had a lot of my friends on, but like I said, even some of my friends, I'm like, shit, I didn't know this about you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that there's, you know, a lot of the times, at least for me, when I was doing stand up, I was like, I knew it was more like as a business, right? It was like, there, I was going to run out of friends that could come to my shows. And so I was like, I need to figure out, and I'm pretty sure you're going to run out of friends or drink your beer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can only sell beer to your friends so many times. You can only bring your friends to the show so many times. So I had to figure out how to scale that. Eventually got to grow it, <laughs> you know? And so the same thing I was like, I, but I was, but then I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to flip that on its, on its, on like on its back because it's like, I want to just keep doing this for what I want to do it for and what the value that I want to bring instead of like, you know what, I'm going to go after, you know, this girl or this guy because he has 10,000 followers or 2 million followers because then I'll get more listens. And I was, and that's why I had to flip it. So before that was my goal, I need to get on a show with fluffy because Mm -hmm. then more people will know, recognize you. And now I'm like, I don't really care. It doesn't matter. I got money. I got fucking women. El vato done. Todo tengo, güey. No, no, but you know what I mean? I was like, I'm not doing this to eat anymore. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it. And if I want to get my homie on, I don't care if that fool has two followers on Instagram. Hell, I yeah. think that he's a very valuable person for people to listen to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about, like, oh, people. I got my homie from Italy. Like, he lives in Milan. And I was, and he's my best friend. You yeah, know I mean? saw like, the post. But, like, a lot, a lot of people know him like here. He doesn't even have an Instagram. He deactivated his Instagram. So he's not going to promote it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to put it on Instagram to promote it, but he has great insight. He's a very intelligent Ultimately, person. Ultimately, the, the, the content know? is what's going to push the numbers, bro. Some of exactly. our best episodes here, like I would assume it's like, oh, you had Bobby Tribal from Tribal or, oh, you had the mayor on. Which or, is dope. Right? Which is awesome, like, yeah, you yeah. know? And, and, and it obviously is going to bring a whole new set of years to the podcast because he-, he or it's he or walks it with a big a new, stick. A new face too to like that same person. Yeah. Like the, the person that I thought the mayor was. Mm-hmm. Completely you, different. Yeah. Now you're showing a new. The first side time I sat and talked to her mayor, I was like, I was, I was stiff. I was like, oh, and I started realizing it. He's like, oh, no, she's from here. And well, well it's a difficult task. The content Como that you're. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the content, bro. Some of our best shows are just me and the homies shooting the shit. And I, I justify a good show by. Oh fuck! We went like over an hour and a half. We went yeah. two hours, and we didn't even realize it. And then I'll look into it like a week later, and I look at the numbers like, oh wow, this one reached fifteen hundred streams. Yeah, it's like weird. Like how did how did that that how did that happen? Need, you know, I need to get to emo brown numbers, bro. Dude, and and, and I want to get bigger numbers, you know. And, and and but it's not. I'm not gonna go out of my way to build them. Yeah, just organically, just the way we've grown the brewery, the way we've grown the bar, the way we I've grown everything around me. That's the way I want to approach this. I'm not out yeah. there like do this, do this, like. We're on a good path, you know, like our path is like, we're, we're obviously working on, on giving back and creating an actual a foundation where we can do that. Yeah. And that just was birthed through this. Just like, we're not forcing any issues. And I think, I think that's kind of the goal that I had too, with like starting what I'm, what I'm doing is, is, is starting a community Yeah, and starting an, uh, um, an environment for people to be able to reach out. Right. Cause like, and to be able to talk about this shit, I mean, before we jumped on, it's like, oh, like if I just jumped in here and was just like, hey, hey, y'all, like, 
I don't know. I'm not really feeling it today, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, and then you just be like, oh, why? What's up? Like, you know, but a lot of people just be like, oh, like, Oh, that's cool, man. Like, you know, like they don't, we don't they'll dig, they won't dig in. Like it's so many times, like I said, I, I had my friend, actually, I was, I was, I was having a beer with her like, like two weeks ago right here. And, and she was like, oh, I'm talking to this guy and, you know, seems like communication dropped off and I don't know what happened. She's like, but I don't want to be weird. And I was like, and that's why I was like, the, the whole premise of my show is weirdos only because, mm. every, oh, it's only for weirdos. It's like, no, because we all feel weird at Everyone's one point weird, or another, bro. you know? But it, I was like, why do you say weird? Like, yeah. why is it, you know what I mean? Like, well, you know, if I kind of say, it was like, well, what's wrong with you wanting to talk to this guy? And and yeah, he kind of did leave you hanging. He hasn't told you what's going on and he hasn't talked to you. We have to normalize all that, weird bro. for asking like, yo, what's up? Like, you don't want to fuck with me and don't fuck with me, but like communicate, be an adult. You know what I mean? And like, but you feel weird for feeling like, oh, I need, I'm, oh, why? For questioning, like being kind of left in the dark. That's not weird. Like, it's, I was like, you're not weird at all. Like, you're valid for having to reach out for that. Like, yo, I was into you. What the fuck happened? I know the last time we were here, you were like, oh, fucking dating. Nothing he said. Uh, yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> dating is, you, you, you're like speaking in Greek to me. But bro. it's communication. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like, that's why I was telling her, I was like, it's not weird. And then like another situation was, um, a friend of mine, his um, brother went schizophrenic and um, his like, uh, I think it was his wife or something was like, oh, he's just, he's a fucking weirdo. I was like, technically he's not a weirdo because there's shit going on in his head. He's not just being weird. Mm -hmm. There's something that got fucked up there, you know, Chemical and imbalance, we, we something can get into the details of how it happened. And that's, that's not, you know, I think we see it happen all the time in East Village and, you know. Everywhere, don't do, man. Don't do drugs, kids. Chula Vista, no, bro. No, I'm saying, yeah, don't. You know, and that's how it'll it'll set on that schizophrenia. But my point is, it's like he's not just being weird. There's something. There's a result. There's yeah. There's a chemical reaction that's going on in his fucking brain that's doing left all. untreated. This is what happens. And the thing is that, especially when it's someone you know, you're like, oh no, that's not him. Like I, you know, I know Steve. It was it was, it was chill. Like it's but they, and then you talk to them and they're chill. And the next thing you know, they're like, saying, bota la canica, yeah. and then you're like, wait, what the fuck? But it's like understanding it, you know what I mean? That's all it that's all it really takes. And it's just under understanding people in general, having it, empathy for whatever the hell is going on. I know? feel like we have to normalize like difficult communication. We have, or the 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 not like comfortable conversation. Like we have to normalize that shit, bro. I like we were talking before the we even started recording. You know, you go out with a friend and you know something's going on with that person that you're hanging out with, you see it on his face, you're having a beer, it's like, what's up, bro? Oh no, I'm just like this. And then I feel like, I feel like even for people to say, Hey, what's up? That's, that's, that's taking that, it to the next level. Even there. That's, yeah. Some people just be like, Oh, do you weird. have friends that you can you do that weird with? today? Oh fuck. I'm not even going to ask. Do, do you have friends that you can reach out and be like, yeah, what's, are you good, bro? What's cracking? Yeah. I mean, you mean like to check up on them or for yeah, them like come? in a conversation, like I, I know personally, I have friends that I can do that. And I have people that are acquaintances that I, I wouldn't even engage. Cause I don't know enough about them to engage and I don't yeah. want to overstep any boundaries. You know, I don't want to like come across as being like, what the fuck do you care? You don't even know me. I'm like, bro, I'm just like, something's obviously yeah. wrong with you. And I'm curious if you're all right. But it, it makes, it still makes a difference. Right. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't know me, mm. you know what I mean? Like, like just for somebody to check in, like, I mean, like I said, I'll give, I'll give props to you whenever like I message you or something and it's like, Hey bro, I'm, I'm going to start, I start hitting people up. Like you inspired me. Like, Hey, fucking get it, bro. Get it, dude. And there's other people that are just going to be like, Oh, well, Hey, you know what? You got to give me credit, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, or something nah. like that, you know, people like that. And like, but I got homies too that like I check up on yeah. or like, I'm like, Hey, how's everything? Like, how you doing? And then, you know, they'll tell me things and especially you know, now, Ed. Yeah. especially now I feel like. Before all this happened, the BC, the before Corona, I feel like we were all legitimately on our own little path, pushing, pushing, yeah. not really giving a fuck what was going on around us, you know, but you took a lot of things away. Um, obviously when we, we went pandemic mode and yeah. we were forced to look inside ourselves and I figured out it's like, damn, I have to, one, I got to trim the fat in a lot of the relationships I have. I'm just kind of like, have, yeah. I have unhealthy relationships or I have relationships that really aren't helping me grow or, or keeping me on the path that I want. They're not yeah. pushing me in the right way. One, you have to acknowledge that and get rid of that. Yeah. Two, the ones that you do like have around you, take care of them. It's, it's like it's like a it's like a plan. It's like a living being, bro. Legitimately, yeah. you know, it's like it's a relationship. You got to make sure you look into it. Hey, bro, what's going on? I've heard for you a couple of weeks, but then again, I have friends that I don't have. I don't talk to for like a week or two weeks, and when we talk, oh yeah, it don't skip a beat. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And th but those are those friends that, like I said, I check in on too. 
Like, and they'll just give me the whole thumbs up. Like, hey, yeah, you know? And then, like, later on, they'll be like, hey, yeah, I got this shit going on, blah, blah, blah. And then Let's we'll have a conversation. Move. But, you know, they definitely appreciate that. Like, hey, bro, thanks for checking in. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, you, you get know, that like, after the fact. And that, and that for me, I'm like, all right, good. I was legitimately just trying to be a good friend. And ultimately, he and thanks also me for it. acting without expectations, right? Yeah. Like, I had a friend of mine that, you know, given my... And I'm no expert. I don't fucking know. I can lead you in the right direction. I can give you advice and I can listen to you. Um, but she'll ask me questions. And then like, I, sometimes I have to like, to, to some extent, like put her in her place and say, Hey, you know what? You asked me a question. This is my answer. I'm sorry that you didn't get what you were expecting, but this is my answer. And, but it know, comes from like, a place of love. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you can't, you can't come to me expecting something. Like I was literally talking to somebody about that today where they were like, Oh, well be careful who you vent to. And I was like, well, you have to trust people too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not just like, well, there's certain people that I've been to about this and this and that. And I was like, well, it sounds like you're venting to people to the people that are going to tell you what you want to hear. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Fuck. I don't know what's going to come back. Don't surround yourself <laughs> with yes, men, bro. You know, exactly. That's the last thing you want to you know do. What I mean? Cause ultimately that'll just take, you and your whole squad down. <laughs> I, had a, I had a whole joke about that. Like when they say like, uh, um, oh, like don't, you don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. Or so somebody put that on LinkedIn and said, oh, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. And then I put on there, I was like, yeah, fuck these kids. <laughs> it's like they can take care of themselves. <laughs> it's like dumbass kids. Do you see yourself going back into comedy? Doing a no, little? No, not stand up. Nan, so. that's it. No, I don't know. Bro, I want to tap into that part of your life. I want to tap into that part of your brain, the stand-up. I mean, How was it? How was your first fucking stand-up performance? Oof, that was terrible. Well, I wouldn't say it was terrible, but one thing I was going to say is when I started, I've been wanting to start a podcast for years, and I was like, going to be a comedy podcast. Uh -huh. And then one of my buddies, Joaquin, he basically said, don't, he's a, he's an, he's a, he's one of those guys. He was a army ranger. He's very blunt. He's like, no, nah, fuck that, bro. Don't do that shit. And I was like, oh, fuck. All right. My man. <laughs> he needs to do that shit, bro. Just do, just do what you want to do. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you're a funny dude. Whatever you do is going to be funny. Yeah. So make it something that you want to do. And I feel like I'd never found how it is that I want to do it. And I wasn't brave enough to do it until now. And now I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to put my shit out there. Intelligent words, bro. You know what I mean? That was That's legit solid advice. Same thing in stand-up. First time I started, I was trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. It was, I was trying to be, I, I did it. It was a San Diego state. Dude, we used to put a fucking speaker at the, at the farmer's market. Yeah. See you. Boom. Just right there. No, no crowd. Just people at the farmer market. Uh, like, you know, like <laughs> I'm like, I forgot who my homie was like getting out of class or something. He's like, bro. Cause it would echo, you know, in the campuses that <laughs> I had a speaker. We heard your whack ass joke like, from class. No. Yeah. Dude, he was like, I was coming out of class and all I heard was titties. titties. <laughs> he was like, hey, that's it. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh like so that was like my first like we i actually started the first i don't know if it kept going but i started the first stand-up comedy class where people could actually get credit for it was like a it was like a what do they call it? like an elective kind of class i love san diego up, state you know bro I mean? you gotta love san diego state but where, it, where else can you get credits for doing a brewing class Doing yeah. a comedic class. Now I feel like it, it's become more popular, more and more, yeah. more acceptable, but geez, but it's man. Those, it's, and I hate to be like, oh, those trailblazers are like, you have to take those steps, right? Yeah. You have to make, make, you have to do something like, and at San Diego State was where I quickly realized, you know, that whole cliche of like, it's not about what you know, but who you know. You, yeah. But then taking it a step further is what value can you bring? You know, because you could always know people. Oh, I fucking, like I could just show up here all the time. Hey, I know fucking, I know emo. He fucking, he hooks it over beer. But what value what do you am bring? I bringing? What do you to bring the table? to the table, bro? Instead of just like, oh, I know him. He's got the hookup. But it's like, well, what do you bring to the table? Cause that hookup will dry up exactly, unless you start providing it's something. Like a bunch of people just want to take, take, take. You Too know many of I mean? those people, man. Too and many that, of those people. And that's how I got my break in comedy. Because whenever I would do shows, I would always bring people. I would always promote. You know what I mean? And then, so there would be guys on there that would be like, yeah, maybe that guy's more funny than me, but I brought 20 people. Mm. So you got to put me ahead of that guy. You know, I put money in your pocket. Never forget. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll be on the next show too. Yeah. You'll be on the next one. And then, so it's, it's about bringing value. And when you can't, you know, and then when you get to the point to where like, now I'm funny and I'm bringing people. Boom. You know, it's just like, that's, that's when, it, that's and that's the when I started putting on my own shows. Yeah, I started putting on my own shows. I was like, nobody's going to put me on as a headliner. So I, um, at my old fraternity house at San Diego state, I fucking rented chairs. 
got my little speaker. I booked some bums to open for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> some like dudes that were like from state that were learning stand up. They I let them go on stage. Like, hey, bro, you got a stage? And I mean, first show, I think I made twelve hundred dollars cash. Boom, cash, untaxed. Second show, I think I made like eighteen hundred, almost two grand cash, untaxed. I went and bought myself a fucking pair of Ray Bans. Yeah, must get as expensive oh, as Ray Bans, dog. And I told one of the some of the guys I was doing comedy with, they're like, "Wait, uh, uh, how much fucking money did you make?" Uh, well, you're over like, there pandering like, to a club owner, getting eighty dollars for a show. <laughs> and another thing is I would tell like people, like if you're like, say like in your thirties, you have a career, you want to get into standup, standup comedians are broke as fuck. Yeah. Usually go over there and be like, Hey bro, I'll give you a hundred bucks. Put me on the show. Get the quest out You're like, ah, I fucking make good money, but I want to get into I want to get that experience. Yeah. Because you're never going to get shit out of open mics besides building thick skin. Yeah. But you're never going to get honest feedback. Experience, 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 maybe well, a little opportunity here open and there. mics, open mics. It's all fucking open micers it's other comedians mm-hmm. that are pissed off that nobody's listening but then they get off stage and then they're not listening and giving you the respect you know they're not giving you feedback they're just kind of like oh can't wait what a twisted world yeah well that's how it is bro anywhere we can find some of ed rodriguez uh comedic experiments experiences oh, no, online I, or nail right now no i, I removed it Calmate, wait, why you know what this was also back in like i'd have to set up a camera and a bunch of times like fucking other comedians would be back there on my camera and be like oh ed, i want to fuck you like oh, <laughs> ruin my whole recording like i literally used to have like a little sony like this was that's awesome 20, bro 2013 bro 2012 like <laughs> We don't we don't realize how far we've come with technology. You know what I mean? Like to record. Like so, I have a lot of like audio recordings. Uh-huh. You know, but the videos I have I don't have that many. I have some that I can like edit and stuff like that. But it's it's all very old. Dude, I want to give a shout out to one of the homies here that has a bar. Um, Compita Ben. He was on the on the podcast. He owns Happy Days uh, here in the South Bay in Del Sol, and he started oh, doing comedy nights, bro. He started doing like a comedy night and events like that. And I think with who. Next week, Joey Medina's coming in there, bro. So I was like, Oh, Joey Medina. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, you know what? And and people are going out, whether it's by a product of being locked up for the last year or or just wanting to go out and do some things and have fun. Um, He was telling me, Bro, it's packed. People come in and when we do it, and and comedians, one, they need their therapy. The comedians want to come out, they need a stage, they need their half hour, they need their performance time. So we're providing that to them. People, they need their therapy. They want to be outdoors. They want to be laughing. They want yeah. something to laugh about. Then even if it's for half an hour, an hour, some a timeout. Let's take a timeout from all the bullshit that's going on. You know, oh, pinchy distance learning. Fuck, dog. When's my stimmy hitting the account? Yeah. It's like, all right, for this next half hour, I'm going to have this tasty three punk ales beer at Happy Days. Ay, cabrón. And I'm going to listen to Joey Medina tell yeah, me a story. Ay, cabrón. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, man? So yeah, I've actually it, met Joey Medina. I did a show with him at the Brea Improv. Biggest show you were on. Biggest show I was on. I'm not even going to talk about. Biggest fucking star that I felt felt that I did a show with was fucking Isai Morales from La Bamba. We did a, I did a couple shows. And I was like, like, dude, I've, I'm not going to sit here and name drop, but I've met a few people, but he was the one that I was like, oh shit. I was a kid watching La Bamba. It's one of my favorite movies. This fool, what about me? This fool looks like me. You know what I mean? Put bro, I'm going to show you. A, in our love life, I'm going to put know? it, show you a little split picture of my pops, bro, in the heyday and motherfucking Babo. When oh, he yeah? Was, yeah, no, no mamas, they're identical he's such, an, he, he's such an iconic person yes too, in general yes. and i feel like you know like between, within the latino community you know people know who him and edward james almost you know what i mean like they're like right at the top right there like and i've also done uh now that i'm in the cannabis industry i have uh i was trying to do this is more business than i was like yeah they, they don't have it together but i was gonna do some whole thing with cheech okay his whole line of cannabis but he ain't about it uh, it's it's very unorganized within the industry, which I'm sure you understand kind of within the brewing, like the guys that are small brewers and they want to make it and they want to do this, but then they only care about their shit. And it's like, Hey man, you see what these guys are doing over there. You see how they built what they built. Like you got it. You're going to have to put up some money, man. And Stick, then, ultimately and anything that you're doing and anything that you're pursuing, bro. When you're opening a business, you have a business model, you have a business plan. Yeah. Right. And that business plan and that business model, obviously, over time, when established, it's gonna it's gonna morph into something else. It's constantly it's a fluid thing, bro. Yeah, you know, it's you. So the important thing of it is always look back on it and be like, oh shit, this was my original idea. This is what I wanted to do. 
that's the importance of a business plan. Yeah. You know, like to look back and be like, just in case you get off track, you get sidetracked, you're like deviate from the original goal. It's like, ah, okay, para eso lo tengo aquí. Boom, you revert back to be like, we're fucking up. Yeah. This was the goal. The goal was from A to B, somewhere along from A to B, we got lost. Let's yeah. get back on track. If you're doing anything you love, that's what you got to fucking do, bro. You, you yeah. got you to gotta always remember what is your goal? How are you going to get there? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, and for me too, it's like, I, I think the best thing that I found is like, I'm a great student, you know, like, and now a student of life, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I'm also not an ignorant student where I'm just going to take everything you say and just do it. Yeah. But I also know what I don't know. And if I came in here and I would be like, okay, like, how do you brew beer? I would at least come in with like a basic knowledge. Yeah. Like, okay, let me learn a little bit something. A little D and D, so a little due diligence. Then if then if like he tells me something, I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. I, I thought it was this enzymes. And you, what? And you, and you could be like, oh yeah, it is. Or you could be like, oh no, because of this, this, and that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, cool. But I always want to come in at least with some knowledge. And I think some people can take that either standoffish or like I think a lot of people are afraid of discussion. I'm always very much like into discussion. Let's let's talk about it. Argument is different. Fuck you, fuck you. That's that's arguing. But discussion is like, well, why? Mm -hmm. Tell me why. Yeah, take and, it to the six-year-old I mean? mentality. Or why? Tell, yeah. Why? Tell why? me why, why. Why? How did you get to? And a lot of my employees would hate me for that because mm -hmm. I would always try to reverse engineer what they did. And I would say, well, why did you do that? Like, well, well, just tell me what I'm supposed to do. I was like, no, tell me why. Why you did you do it. that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then they're like, what were you oh, trying well, to accomplish? Well, just tell me I did it wrong. Just tell me. And I'm like, no, bro. Like, what if you have a better way? I don't know. But tell me how you got to that. Like to that outcome or why you decided to like skip Take that route, skip yeah. all this other shit, you know? And like, uh, and like, you're not in trouble, but I just want to know like, what was your process? You know, we're a lot alike in that sense, bro. I guess I, that I feel like one <laughs> little back history. You were my cousin's neighbor growing up. So yeah. we've crossed paths probably a shit ton of times, bro. On Lanoyton. And your cousins lived in my house for a while too. Did, which, did he really? No, your cousins. Cuales? Bernie. El, oh, let me tell you about my cousin Fernie, bro. He's lived in a lot of people's houses for a little bit. <laughs> El Convita. We're proud of him, Nello. Fernie. Oh, everybody. Yeah? yeah Fernie, Stevie. Oh. Damn, dog. Yeah. Your family. Yeah, I almost. No wonder you're all about like uh, digging deep and, and, and discussion. And those are, those are some cool guys that like break down and talk to and kind of like squeeze out some information from, bro. <laughs> I haven't. I mean, like Conaletti's. You know, he's always like, he's always been a homie since, I mean, I don't know, Eddie since kindergarten, bro. Neta. It's a long ass time, man. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Tell me a little bit about therapy. Tell me a little bit about the misconceptions of therapy. Um, I think, I think it goes into exactly what you were saying earlier, right? It's like, this is therapy, you know, but it's also, and it, it goes also to the same point that I was making on like being a student and going to the right places for answers, right? Because if I want to learn how to brew beer, I'm going to reach out to you. But if I need therapy and I need to fucking figure out what the fuck's going on in my brain, then I need to go to somebody who knows what's going on with, you know, like how many, how many beers on average would you say you brew a week or a month? Thousands and thousands of beers, right? Calmado, dog. Or it's whatever. not even that extravagant, whatever. bro. Shit. I'd say a year. Let's say a year. Right. Thousands of beers. But so the, the whole point is like, a therapist is seeing hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah. And so they keep seeing patterns and, and they would be a terrible therapist if they didn't notice patterns, you know? And that's another thing is, is we think we're so different, right? We think we're the weirdo, you know? I'm a weirdo because I think this. I'm a weirdo because I'm not confident. I'm a weirdo because everybody here, everyone's fine. And I'm the only one who's tripping out, mm -hmm. you know? But then you like communicate with people be like, hey man, I'm 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 really nervous about this whole coronavirus, and they're like, I'm fucking terrified. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think the first the first like, step oh, shit, is that you didn't. I couldn't even tell. Like, you yeah. weren't even making. I was like, no, I'm fucking terrified, dude, or whatever. You know, it's just like when I mean, it's just communicating with people. But like I said, going to therapy, and you don't have to. I think that a lot of people think that like, oh, well, I'm fine. You know, like why should I go? Like it's like, well, like and you talked about it on on our on our last first one, last yeah. episode <laughs> about like jujitsu, mm. right? It's like. Even though like, okay, you've been in jujitsu, ya fuiste, yeah. You could say, you know, jujitsu, mm. but you keep getting better. Yes, sir. Right. And the more you go and the more you practice, you're like, oh shit, I didn't know that. You know? So you start digging into things and you start growing. It's, it's just like going to the gym. It's just, you know, for jujitsu, you start learning new things and you start, maybe at first you're going to get aggression out. Yeah. You know? And then next thing you know, you're like, oh wait, 
that aggression's fucking me up. You know, just the same way we're like, oh, I want to get into this business. I want to, I want to be a brewer because my fucking cousin's a brewer and I fucking hate him. And I'm going to be better than him. And I'm going to be better. But then you're like, wait a minute, that shit's not serving me. Now I need to refocus and be like, okay, I'm going to do it because I like it. You know what I mean? And then now that's a, has a way better trajectory, right? Yeah. Cause on your jujitsu analogy, that that doesn't, it it doesn't get any better of a comparison in that when you first start jujitsu, your first line uh, of attack is simply being aggressive. Your aggression and you're taking it out. You're forcing, you're being muscles, you're doing this. That's not going to work because if you do that approach, you're going to run out of gas in 30 seconds. Yeah. By a minute, you're you're done, you know? And then you, you're in there a few months, you're in there a year, you've, you've recognized what goes on. So I, f- I feel like at that point for me, after the year, I recognize, okay, cool. Ed, this is his first time doing jujitsu. Let me recognize if he's going to be doing that. And then my job at that point is like, bro, yeah, you know what? And my biggest, my, my biggest like thing that I told people doing jujitsu, it's like, you're going to realize that you need to learn to be uncomfortable. You know, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I've carried that even after jujitsu off of the mat, you and know? In, in, and in the moment, right? Yeah. Because nothing else matters right now. Don't die. You know, you know right there's like, okay, if this guy puts his arm here, I don't want my arm there. My arm better be here. So it's like, you're forced to just let go of everything else and just tackle that situation one at a time. No, pero mi novia no me quiere. Sí, ah, no, then, ya and then you're going to get your neck snap, you know? And for me, honestly, you know? man, I feel like I, I was never diagnosed with ADD or ADHD or anything like that, but jujitsu calmed me down. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu like legitimately slowed everything down. I've missed it, you know, because uh, I feel like at my peak in jujitsu, I was doing good. Like my, my mental, my, my, my comebacks, everything, everything was gelling. I feel like everything was a more of a fluid motion, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of dumb because when I read or listen to audiobooks or even play uh, chess on my phone or the scramble game where yeah, you're playing yeah. against somebody, words with friends. Yeah. I feel like that sharpens my, my mental ability. When I remove those things and myself from those things, I feel like I get dull. Yeah. My 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 sharpness just kind of slowly starts fading and dulling. I miss jujitsu for that. You know, it yeah. kept me on my toes. It kept me physically fit. It, it kept me always thinking and always moving in a fluid motion, you know? And that's what jujitsu is at the stage that I'm at and that I recognize. You know, obviously as you keep growing, you keep growing and and doing and recognizing more, unlocking more doors. But for me, it's like, okay, it's always continuing a fluid motion. Everything. Everything is a fluid motion. And I took that shit off of the mats and I applied it to my business. It's like, okay, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Your business isn't always going to roll the way you want it to roll. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. Roll with it. Be fluid with it. Figure it out as you're going. Being a dad. Being a dad was something I never thought I would be. Being yeah. married was something I never thought I would be. Here I am 15 years into marriage, eight years into being a father of three kids be comfortable being uncomfortable. I don't have the answers. My biggest discovery that I've made is that I know that I don't have all the answers. Yeah. I know that I'm not unique to everything that's going on. I know I'm not the only one that this is affecting the pandemic, uh, job security yeah. outside. Like right. I, I think know. the pandemic, everybody's like, oh fuck, I can't believe I have yeah. to go through this. Like, it's wait, like bro, look around, doggy, look around. Oh, I can't believe my business is gonna suffer because of this. All you gotta do is stick your head out on Third Avenue and be like, holy shit everyone's in this. Yeah. There's strengths, the numbers, you're stronger together. And I feel like those are the things that I've learned. I've never been to therapy, but yeah. I'm sure if I go to therapy, certain things that I've figured out on my own, just by, you know, living and, and focusing and being in the moment, I feel like that's what therapy is going to actually lead me in that direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that I don't need therapy, bro. All right. I, I've never been cause I'm not broken, yeah, you know? And then you gave you. me the analogy of a, of a car. Yeah, it's maintenance. You have to, just the same way I go and get massages. You know, I go yeah, and like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a family relax. friendly nah, fucking nah, show, bro. Nah, no happy endings. No, no happy dang. endings. Shout out to my, uh, to my masseuse, bro. She's legit. Where, like, HK? That's so. Got it. No, aquí no. No te dejan salir sin nada. No, yeah. Hey, did you see that fucking story of that girl that, in HK? Wait, or Adelitas? I don't know, bro. Yeah. I, I, I just I just heard about it through that a friend. Was cr- that was crazy. Yeah, that so was, was crazy. Like, Thank God I don't go to those spaces. And, no, but you know yeah. what? That was a mental health issue, bro. That oh, was yeah, a, I mean, that was a mental health apparently issue. Apparently, it was like a military guy yeah. or something, and just like allegedly, yeah, allegedly. Because I, I mean, how did like uh, allegedly? Let's say yeah, but but like how? It's like that situation, right? Where you see these Karens or whatever people fucking yelling getting all crazy yeah. at like grocery stores or something, you know what I mean? And 
it's like with strangers, like who, this is not personal. This is not a personal thing. You know, I was at the, I had COVID. I was at the COVID plaza, which now there's a whole article about how terrible the service was there. And when I was there, I was one of the guys that exposed it to the county. And I like, cause my homie works for the county. And I was like, oh fuck, they're going to come after me. huh? Didn't you leak no. or dog? <laughs> no, but I was there and they were like, everything was so strict. So, so think of this, dude, I couldn't leave my room unless I wanted to go smoke. Ah, okay, perfecto. I was like, I have a fucking lung disease. Isn't this like, I'm not supposed I'm to I'm not smoke. supposed to do anything. <laughs> I'm not supposed to smoke. Like, I want to go walk. I want to get air. I want to go and get some exercise. You just know tell me I mean? you're smoking and you, you can know? do it. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then when I was chilling in the smoking area, like I like I, I was just chilling there and they were like, you can't chill here if you're not smoking. I was like, no. Oh my God. No, but anyways, one of the guys, he was like telling me, he's like, oh, he told me that, you know, you're smoking. And I was like, I was like, look, man, I have obviously fucking COVID. This is obviously bad for my lungs. I was like, why would I smoke? And he's like, well, man, like these are the rules. Like you can't leave in this and that. And then he was- What's COVID Plaza? Back up. Know, what COVID is that? Plaza is fucking the Crown Plaza Hotel. Okay. Which is where they put the county puts up COVID patients if they don't have a place to stay. But I didn't, I, I basically didn't want to pay for a hotel. And I was like, fuck, I'm gonna have to pay. My buddy works for the county. And like, I was like, hey, like I had just moved in with my mom to take care of my mom literally the month before, like that month. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to get my mom sick. And I also don't want to pay for a hotel for a week, you know, because you have to be quarantined. Holy shit. You know what I mean? And so I went and I stayed there and they pay for it. They give you food. It's not the best food. It's, but then people drop off. You could bring you stuff. You could order food. Sometimes it would take three hours for me to get my food from downstairs to my room. Literally like DoorDash was like, your food has been delivered, but for them to bring it to my you room. You couldn't go get it yourself. I couldn't huh? go get yeah. it myself. No. And so there was a whole issue. And then. Like right after Christmas, my mom brought me tamales and all this stuff, and they lost it. Lost it. Lost it. <laughs> the my tamales. Bro. I don't know they where the them shit, bro. They all kinds of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and my so tamales. One of the I'm you, so one of the whole thing was like one of the guys I was telling him like like look look dude I'm not trying to shit on you and he was like look man these are the rules I was like I get that these are the rules but look me in the eyes and tell me you don't think that's bullshit. That if I could go smoke, it's fine. But but me just walking around is bad. Prohibited. Yet everybody here has coronavirus. Who, who, am I going to give coronavirus to somebody who has it? Super strain. <laughs> you know, like, what are we, you know what I mean? And he was like, yeah, I know. I was like, thank you. I'll go to my room. So long as you acknowledge you know that what this I mean? is like, silly. Tell me this is fucking bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, yeah, I know, bro, but I'll make the rules. I was like, I get it, bro. Bro, I wasn't aware you that know? that was a whole thing. I was unaware yeah. that there was a, a COVID plaza. Yeah. Crown Plaza Hotel. I had no idea. How long were you there? 10 days. Shit, bro. During the holidays, Vali Madre. We. This is recent. Yeah, during the holidays. Yeah. I didn't know. Oh, my God. Yeah. You made it. I'm a very, obviously, I'm a very social person, so it was tough for me to be in there. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, fuck. And I had just gone through a breakup, Valiendo Madre. Oh, no, bro. Hey, any single ladies? I can't know. And at three punks, I'll be I'm here the for the next ladies. two hours. Damn, we're going to give you a mic <laughs> and you're just going to go out there and like, man on the street asking questions, bro. Oh, rapid fire questions. How was your experience with Corona after the fact? Like, have you noticed anything that's changed about you? Have you noticed any lingering effects? I, one, I gained like five pounds. Mm. I already lost them. Okay. But oh, no. I, <laughs> okay, was, yes, I'm it. No, no, but... uh. I mean, I wasn't working out, you know, and, but even there I was trying to like do, I would do like pushups and stuff like that. But like the fatigue, I've never been a big guy that's just like, like in, in the middle of the day, kid, like I'm like, oh, I need a nap. I'll be tired or whatever, but you're chingo, you know, I was like, damn, like I need a nap. Like I literally need a nap. Like I have to go to like, you know, and lay down. And that was, and I think it was more like my chest having to work harder. And I had lingering kind of, um, um, symptoms for a few weeks. You know, and even now, like my, you know, this is always friend. I have a couple of friends that like, you know, they're all throw miles and like, go, 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 Jack, go. I'm like, I don't know. It could be something else still, you know, but I'm going to go get checked just at least just to do a checkup. What's the I word with vaccines when you've had the Rona? Is that something that's still readily <laughs> Bro, available that, for you or? That's something. One, I'm not an essential worker. I'm, I, I sell drugs, so it doesn't. <laughs> Recreational. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, I'm, I'm a digital marketer. I'm an entrepreneur. We're at the bottom of the list, but, um, the whole thing is like, for me to, when I went on the CDC site, it said, it said, we don't know definitively. So it literally said like, ah, just get it. 
Yeah. Like I said, like, we don't know for sure. So just get it just in case. Literally, like, I, it, that's like, I mean, I could almost read that off verbatim. It literally said there's not enough data for us to know that, you know, that you can't get it again. But we don't. But then also, if you get the vaccine, we don't know for sure that you won't get it again. Oh, Lord. So we've been living in a year of, you know, not knowing anything, bro. Exactly. So I'm just kind of like, fuck, did I just roll the dice? I mean, I did just go to Rosarito two weeks ago. I was at Coco Beach, popping pop bottles all stupid. So Comprando I, botellas de mover entre 15 I, personas, bro. Calmado. And I didn't get it. So <laughs> I guess it's still have immunities. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, we just got our vaccines, you know, and I talked about it in the last episode. And it's like, we got lucky, you know, we were under the guild, the Brewers Guild, and they made it available to us. So I, we yeah. took our staff and people worked here, we took it. So, I mean, we took the Johnson & Johnson. It's a one and done type of deal. It yeah. takes about two weeks for it to actually fully take effect. We've been taking care of ourselves, They just put bro. baby shampoo in you. Está bien, está bien. You know what? It hey, for but me, at least your eyes won't water. Yeah, right? Oh, no, no, tears. <laughs> no tears. For me, it checks a box. And that's because, you know, right now, there's Simone, I mean, there's pleitos, dog. There's 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 not even discussions anymore. There's legitimate arguments. But everybody everybody thinks they fucking know, right? Yeah. Everybody thinks they know. And that's all like, like I, I, I already know that I come off as an asshole because I'm going to tell people that I went to Rosarito, mm-hmm. you know, two weeks ago. Oh, I'm, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like even even when I did get it, I know for a fact. I I I don't know. I'm not gonna say for a fact, but I know that once I got it, I was I already live a life like I see. Yes, have his way. You fucking work. What do you do? You're around your family. You yeah, go to work. You go. Yeah. You have your little routine. Like yeah. I'm not around a bunch of people. Like, you know what I mean. And you need to be around people for an extended amount of time. Yeah. So I know that I didn't I didn't give it to my mom, and that was the person I was in closest proximity with. You know what I mean? And then I locked down for those 10 days. And so it's like, okay, so what did I do wrong? I got it. Yeah, I got it. And I got it like a... like a. It was almost like a scarlet letter, bro. When oh, you yeah. when you got the, the Rona, like it's like... No, I got it with... A, the dumb. problem, I got it with a, a few people, right? Like, and so everybody was like, ah, oh, like it was like, oh, fuck, we got it together, you know? Mm-hmm. But within that group, my buddy had gotten it like three months before. And he was like, dude... When I got it, it was like, ah, oh, like that same thing. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like that scarlet letter of like. And it's oh. true. I mean, I work in an environment where 25% of the workforce got it right off the bat at UPS. Yeah. And then another 25%. And then it just kind of simmered down. But then you My just. My nephew calls that ups. Ups. <laughs> I can see how that happened. My kid calls it ups. The brown ups truck. The brown ups. <laughs> and it's like, I'm surprised I didn't get it then, bro. You know, I I'm, I have my routines too. I go to UPS early. I go from UPS, I go to the bar. I take care of the bar. From the bar, I come here to the brewery. I take care yeah. of the brewery. And you know, um, it's early enough where it's like, I'm not around public. The one thing that I have done, I've removed myself, man. I don't work at the brewery anymore, like in the tasting room. I'm not yeah. out there like shaking hands and, and hugs anymore. Like, I feel like it's become a lot more lax lately, you know, but- for the the initial part of the whole pandemic, like that was non-existent, bro. That's one thing that I didn't grow up with, the the kisses and stuff like that. Mm. And you know what? Your family does. They do, mm. the, you know, the, the beso. Sí, güey. You know, todos abrazos, and, todos besitos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, ¿Cómo estás, mijo? You know, and that's another. I just talked. I had my buddy from Italy on the podcast. I mean, Italy, it's pinche doble. Beso. Yeah, I'm the dos, güey. Mm. You know, and I'm like right. Just in case right you didn't get that there, first. You know one. what I mean? Yeah. And so, like. That's not good, you know, and, and and the old school people they still take it very personally, right? It's like, what do you want me to do? Like, you know, like we're not supposed to be doing this shit. shit. You know what I mean? Like, I no saludas. Yeah, I well, mean, there's a lot of things. First that are- time I got the, the the dormimos juntos anoche, and I was like, ew, Uh-oh. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. I was like, ew, no. <laughs> like, oh, okay, because I didn't say hi. I wanted to ask you, you know? something earlier because when I when I asked you if you would uh jump back into the comedic game. There's a lot of things that have changed since the last time you've probably been on That's stage. That's what I said before too. If I would have been doing comedy full time, I would have been fucked. Yeah, man. There's a lot of people that got canceled. <laughs> There's a lot. Well, not just that. Which you know twenty, but I'm saying like in literally getting on stage twenty twenty. There's oh yeah, that that's been any shows no non-existent unless you're like in Texas or somewhere. But but yeah, me getting canceled. I've I've considered it. I've already said a few things on the podcast that potentially can get me canceled. I guess, but on your own. 
Uh, yeah, I would yeah, talk like, to you say? I'm not going to fucking Why not, bro? No, porque luego les ayudo, güey. ¿Quién les va a ayudar, Come on, what did you say? I'm not going to help them find the fucking... Dog, I bet you we've said worse here today. It's like if the cops show up, I'm not going to help them find the drugs. If you find them, you find them. If I hid the drugs, I would have hit him over there. Exactly. I'm not going to help. No, I mean, it's just, you know, like little things. And I know people that have said things. And I think... I'm also not like a... like. Like, we're talking about the whole Pepe Le Pew thing. Yeah. You know, oh, they kind of, fuck Pepe Le Pew. He yeah. was his fucking secondary character. Who cares? I don't care. You know, it's all Bugs Bunny <laughs> and fucking Daffy Duck. They're next, you know, bro. And fucking a Bill Murray. That's all we need. You oh, know? Bill Murray's a legend. Though. Yeah. But I'm just like, if it happened, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big Bill Maher fan, and mm-hmm. Bill Maher has been fighting against the whole, like, just, you know, the hypersensitivity. You know? It's like, I've been around guys. You know, even without them being comedians, you know, but like guys like Joey Diaz, like that's why I like Joey Diaz so much because he reminded me of so many guys that I grew up with. That's why I like Polo Polo. He you reminded know? me of my family. He reminded me of uncles. He reminded me of cousins. That's why I grew up liking George Carlin. George Carlin yeah. was the fucking, he was at the apex of like anti-political correctness. Like, no, bro, this is how it is. This yeah. is how it has been. This is how it always will be. Can I call I'll call it out. You know, when it's like, eh, you Blatant, know, like, like oh. I had a friend who was like, oh, like you did comedy. And because she said a very racist joke. Right. And I was like, look, I'll take a joke about anything at any time if it's good. Yeah. But your joke was not good. If you missed the your mark. joke was just racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was, no, but you know, I was trying I was like, no, like, and you got to take it. And just the same as like, dude, I, I've done terrible jokes you know that we're like oh fuck i'm never doing that one again do you but have hey, a list of know? jokes that you don't that you just no like, no, no, eh. no <laughs> there was a joke that my buddy's dad gave me about like a, a disabled girl and he was like i was like i'll do it on stage and he was like you won't do it i was like i'll do it and i did it <laughs> never did it again damn <laughs> yeah well they were like because everybody thought it was real uh-huh. you know and i was like oh it's not real but yeah you're no. like there's stories bro. yeah never never again I would always, I dream of going on a stage one day and just shooting the shit for 30 minutes, man. I feel like if I was ever a comedian. If you could do 30 minutes, bro, I, I will buy you. Five oh, minutes? Like, 30 minutes. Bro, is, I would just tell a story. See, because you're thinking 30 minutes podcast, 30 minutes. Uh-huh. 30 minutes on a stage. Es otro pelo, imagino. Oh, oh, yeah. Challenge accepted. Think of it as 30 minutes uh, sprinting on a treadmill. Dog. <laughs> Two things I would never do. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I've been on this shit for two years. Now, if you put it in comparison, if you do a, a dozen fucking chile rellenos, then maybe Ooh. it'll make a little bit more sense Ooh. to me, bro. No, no I, I've always wanted to do that. I've always felt like that would be unlocking something for me. It was one thing being on stage playing in a band, so, you know? And I've done that too. You know, it's like, all right, cool. I've done this check mark. Oh, playing in front of people. I've done, hey, right, that's cool. you need to bring me around for that too, bro. I've done that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rock and Espanol used to have oh, a, man. yeah, yeah. I'm a decent singer, I'd say, but yeah. Go ahead, I'm a yeah. acapella right now. No. Still a boys to men. Fuck the beat, I'm a go acapella. No. All right, fuck cool. Fuck a papa doc, fuck a we'll, glock. No. Don't call us, we'll call you. No, I used to do, uh, <laughs> uh, I like a lot of rock and espanol. Dude, one of the best concerts I've been to was um, uh, Enanitos Verdes and mm, Hombres mm, Head mm, mm, right here at the Viejas Arena. That was nice. So you're yeah. a musician too. Yeah, yeah, dude, you got to do it all, you know? Yeah, I mean. I, used to, I always just jammed out with my friends and stuff like that, you know? I'm bringing well, that back, dog. So what I was going to say before in, in, in the comedy, the problem with that is that, and then no dig on you because you're like, I've always wanted to try it. Uh-huh. But when you're on stage, everybody thinks they could do what you do. You know, everybody's like, you should have said this. You should have done that because that would have been funnier. You know, my approach is, you know, my approach like, is that I want to do what you're doing. Exactly. I want to, I like those uncomfortable moments yeah. where everyone's looking at you and waiting for you to say something funny and you're just like shooting the shit, you and know? That, also, that's the point I was going to make earlier. It was like, until I stopped in with the same thing with the podcast, now I'm like, I'm going to put out who I am. And if I'm this sensitive guy who talks about his feelings and whatever, you call me needy, whatever. Like, I'm going to put it out there because this is who I am and, and I'm not afraid to talk about this shit. And that was the same thing when I started doing comedy. That was when I started doing good. When I started, uh-huh. Then I stopped giving a fuck. I'm not here, to some extent, I'm not here so much to make you laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm here to get shit off my chest. I'm here to tell my story yeah. and I know that my that I can make it in a funny way and I can make it entertaining. Um, but I remember Louis C.K. one time, I think was like, you were talking about like canceled. Like, yeah, I know. Pobrecito. <laughs> he he asked for permission. Anyways, he did, bro. He did. He, he did. You know? Anyways, but he basically said, "It's okay to make them feel sad. It's okay to make them feel mad. They're adults. 
they could deal with it. They can. Or they should be able to mm-hmm. do it. But then people be like, yeah, you're bringing shit up in my Don't head. Don't tell me how to feel. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever somebody spoke up or like heckled me, quote unquote, I was like, they're into the show. Yeah. They're into They're it. paying attention. Yeah. Or else they wouldn't they say They wouldn't anything. be saying the yeah. damn thing. Yeah, exactly. You know? So they're into it, you know? And all right, cool. Well, what's up? What's coming up for you? And a lot of guys don't want to be interrupted. They don't want anybody to say anything. For me, I was like, what's up? This is your moment. Yeah. Get I'm it like, off your chest. What you got? Theater, you know, is, is live theater is dangerous. And comedy's live theater is dangerous. And just like in a fucking, you know, you're doing a rock show. Te tiran a pinche botella. Vale, madre. Sí, you know what I mean? Christ, you know, you're like, fuck, still, still a goal one day because you could still be good, but just for the wrong crowd, yeah. And they're like, ah, get the fuck out of here, come on, guy, yes, those I'm a creep, calma the radio head. Where can we find your podcast, brother? iTunes, iTunes, and Spotify, weirdos only, Ed Rodriguez. Find me on there on Instagram, también. Weirdos only podcast. Ahí estamos. Al cien. What else you got for me? Tell me, bro. I know you're a man of many layers. I feel like we today we <laughs> is our second date, you know? And uh I I feel we've pulled out a I'm few glad layers. I got a second date. Hey man, there's gonna be a third one. Um I got a beer this time. Last time I just got a water. Hey, come on. Well, last time we did it at my pad, we did it at the treehouse, bro. Freezing my nips off. It was it was cold. <laughs> that last time you brought me some fucking edibles too. Yeah. Shit, bro. You're a bad gas dog. You're bad. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I'm happy I'm happy we were able to reunite and do this again, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Cause you have a lot of positive shit to say that's birthed by a lot of negative shit, you know? And I feel that people who are willing to reflect on that and, and, and actually tell you some, something to grow on, people need to hear that. You know, people need yeah. to hear that. No, and I think it's like I said, it's like breaking the stigma, right? Of like, yeah. you know, like actually talking about your shit. You don't, I mean, I'm not going to tell you to go to therapy tomorrow and I'm not going to tell you that the first therapist you talk to is going to be the person to talk to, but at least talk to somebody, you know, reach out to me. I can connect you with somebody or just reach out to me to just tell me some shit you're going through or whatever, like, or just, have a beer and just like slowly, slowly open get it up, out, bro. you know, whatever you got to get out, you know, but like, it doesn't mean that you have to like, not every therapy session has to be chillando and like, oh, you're digging into your traumas and yeah. my dad did this to me and blah, blah, blah. You don't have, don't try to solve it. Just like the same thing. You're not going to try to solve everything in the business, right? In one no, day. No, not in one day, bro. You got to, you, know? you got to plan it all out. Yeah. And you got to, all right, cool. I'm going to take it slow. And today I'm just going to talk about, you know, work. And then tomorrow I'll talk about my wife. Or we all need therapy. Yeah. We all need fucking some kind of therapy. Yeah. You know? chela and enjoy your life, bro. <sighs> Those are the people that live long. The people that are just like, hey, I'm just going to enjoy the moment. So we you got know? we got to end it right there, bro. That's beautiful. Enjoy the moment with yeah. Ed Rodriguez, the weirdest <laughs> only podcast. Thank you, brother. I appreciate Thank it, you. man. I look forward to having you back on here. Awesome. Thank you, guys. That is a wrap for this episode of the Emo Brown, the Saddest Mexican podcast. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Emo Brown. Give us a shout out at Twitter. We're on there too. And at Facebook, for those of you who still use Facebook, we're on there as well. More importantly, give us a visit at emobrown.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes, all of the merch. There's more merch coming as well as access to the Patreon Club. Join in the Emo Brown Social Club. Don't be a stranger. Pop on in there. Join. Submit. Follow. We appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Big things are coming. See you